Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
in yourself that keeps you from going to that next level in your life. And I can truly say to each one of you that I am a living witness to the fact that you persevere and you start loving yourself, you will learn how to climb that ladder to get to your pinnacle, whatever direction you want to choose, whether it's good or bad. But make sure that you use your free will and your self-thought to better yourself in the process of getting to where I'm at. And I still think to this day, I'm still small on this little this little plateau I'm on, but I'm riding it high because my mentality allows me to, because I think in that positive light. And as long as you think in that positive light and say, I can, you will accomplish whatever you choose to do. So with that being said, Kane Spade, my CEO, do you have anything to say? Gang, are you there? Gang? Okay, my phone up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in this first caller. Florida. Good evening, Mr. Boss. Uh, you are in my building. How are you doing, Lady Allah? I'm excellent, sir. I'm excellent. So happy to be here tonight on this somewhat of a special occasion where we get mm-hmm. we get a chance to speak to you at length about mm-hmm. you know anything mm-hmm. that you know anything really it doesn't have to be any specific but it's asking you nothing specific but let me say this first I'm bringing you greetings from the poetry concert and poetry in love and we indeed are happy to be here on this uh, at this occasion where Hello? Lois? 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 Yeah, I'm here now. Uh, somehow I got, okay. got muted. Oh, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know what happened. Would you go back and do what you was talking about? Well, I said, um, you know, I bring you greetings from the poetry concert and uh-huh. poetry in love, and we are indeed happy to be here on this momentous occasion for you where we get an opportunity to speak to you in length um, along with enjoying your poetry and getting to know more about the man and his poetry, which is a very exciting, um, it's an exciting no, believe that. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to be here tonight, you know, um, you know, I see you. I see you all out there, Illinois, Southeast Pennsylvania, and Texas. You know, um, it's a it's a beautiful thing that I can be able to to be here to 
share me with each and every one of you. You know, it's a it's a beautiful occasion to be able to do this with all of you. You know, um, just be aware that the questions you ask me. Just be aware that you are going to get my true feelings and emotions on these questions that you ask, and I'm going to be quite frankly straight, honest, and to the point. So with all of that being said, it's your mic. Well, um, I I have to commend you on all of your poetry, uh, especially, and I guess I may be a little biased because I collaborate with you, so... I like what you write, you know, um, very spiritual, very, very, very spiritual, although sometimes we delve into the um, the carnal world, but the two of them are connected. To write with a, a gentleman that understands that just makes it just so perfect to me. And I, I just want to know, um, in your in your spiritual walk, I know you're going to tell me that the prison, um, the prison uh, was the beginning of your turning point, and you, you know, waking up is more to this world than we see, uh, basically in, in in the carnal side, and it is flesh flesh. When did the light bulb really go off, and you really had a good handle on your spiritual side? Say that. Repeat the question. When did the light bulb go off in your head? When did you find the path of enlightenment? After I know you're going to say it began in the prison, but after you got out of the prison, you had to do something. Now about what you found. When did you found find the most profound part of your spiritual awakening occurring? I I I actually. To be honest with you, the spiritual connotation had always been in me from a little boy, uh, you know, uh, but somehow, yes, my spirit said the church wasn't for me. Um, um, I decided that my spirit wasn't getting fed the way I thought it should have been getting fed. And so I started my own journey um, being at home, and I decided that, you know, it's time for me to venture out. And when I ventured out and I seen all of what I needed to see in the world, the hustling, the drugs, the prostitution, you know, I just said I needed to get away from it. So uh, I ventured and spent a, a number of years in the military, and after getting out and coming home and not being welcomed home after, you know, defending what I thought I was defending the country, but I knew I later on found out that I was defending the institution itself, and it turned me in a full uh, uh, full circle and without being welcomed home at that time, well, then I started to do what everybody else did, join gangs and, and get into drugs and so on and so forth. And 
I got in too deep, and I was in that game for 25 years, and uh, I ended up going to prison the first time uh, for three years, and I came out, and I went right back to doing what I did to go to prison. And I thought that I was going to be better at it. So as the years went by, they find, it finally all caught up with me, you know, and going to prison, I just, the amount of years that I got was 33. That's a long time, and I knew that I, there was a possibility that I wasn't going to see the street again. I had the possibility of dying in prison. And so I took a very negative view of being locked up like an animal, so I wasn't going to go along with the prison industrial complex program. So they deemed me a threat to the prison population. So I ended up going to the hole because I wasn't listening to nobody tell me what time to get up, when I can eat, and how I can wear my clothes and when to make up my bed and 10 o'clock the lights go out and all the music and the TV goes off. And I wasn't with all of that, and I wasn't about to adjust myself to that. So I went to the hold, and I spent um, a total of two years in the hole. I seen like 12 times in two years. So it was something other than, and that's where I kind of, got into my spiritual thing, and uh, I simply just broke down and cried like a little baby. I let all the pains and all the troubles out, and then I asked God, I said, God, you know, if you get me out of this, whatever you direct me to do, I will do that. And five years later, I was back on the street, and I've been following that path ever since because in a way, it's kind of like what's going to happen that since I've asked God to put in my heart his will, what would happen if I went left this time? What would be the outcome? So I stay on this path, and my awakening came in that dark, dank, damp hole that I spent two years in. Mm, amazing. Amazing. It, it always has to be a come to yourself like a prodigal son in order to, uh, to who, these are the best, these are the best orators and messengers. And like Paul, the prodigal son, Paul, I'm sure, you know, you liken yourself to probably both of them when you look at what you've been through and what you've come through, absolutely being, um, Paul being blind, um, and and uh, the prodigal son having riches. His father is rich, and he finds himself in a pig pen. And both of those experiences are likened to where you were when you were in prison. Sister, Indeed. Locked Indeed. Away, locked away. Indeed. Uh, um, amazing. And, and it, you know what? It, it's a blessing. It just had to happen, whether, you know, you want to agree or not or anyone else would agree. It had to happen because you're making the best soldier. You see, God can't use no coward soldier. He can't use no coward soldier in his land. He must have a soldier that's got some backbone. 
and while you were there, he matured you and made you what you are. And I applaud you, um, absolutely, without a doubt. I applaud you because I do fully understand being a chaplain. You know, I've heard this. You know, sometimes, sometimes you have to look at the design of things. You know, I honestly believe that what happens to us is designed from the onset of birth. Mm-hmm. And I think that we go through trials and tribulations to make us better and strengthen our spirit. I honestly believe that. And I, I think that the things that we go through in our life makes us better and, and, and builds a better foundation up under us to, to change and go the direction that we are supposed to go. Because sometimes we get to that point where we get big-headed and we want to do the way we want to do it. And it, and sometimes that working, but not always it works. You know, you fall into a pit. You fall into a pit, and then you have to struggle to get out of it. Struggle is your defining moment, you know. That struggle, getting out of that pit, is a defining moment and makes you who you come to be. Exactly, sir. Exactly, 100% in agreement, in agreement, because I I see, you know, I see it all the time. Um, You know what I do, so, you know, I see it all the time, Uh, the the last um, tour that I did in the hospital, um, I my at the end of it I went up to the prison um, and of course you know the different things that I heard um, they were ready you know if I could see daylight and get up out of here being sick and being in prison you know that that has really got to take a, a toll. Uh, and the ones that I would see coming through the hallway. But you know what, Jeff, you know what I did? I I planted seeds in those brothers when I would be coming back from pre-op. I mm. would see them. I would say, good morning, gentlemen. Do you hear me in a resounding way? That mm-hmm. gave them hope. Do you feel me? That's what I was trying to do in spite of the shackles, they're in wheelchairs, imagine that, in a freaking wheelchair and you're shackled and mantled and everything, you know. And it just Mm -hmm. hurt my heart to see my brothers like that, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. the only thing that I could give them, I didn't have a key to get them released, you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So the only thing I could give them was that seed, and I, and I, I, I addressed them in a kingly fashion. Good morning, gentlemen. Indeed, indeed. Well, Lord, do you have a a piece that you would like to do? Um, I do, sir. Um, uh, I guess it will be the one that I'm supposed to do, I believe. Okay. Or should I do another one? Um, we're gonna do. I will. We'll do the one you're supposed to do later on in the show. Okay, I got. That? I got the. Perfect one. I got the perfect one because we're kind of like talking about it right now. Absolutely on time piece, sir. Uh, the name of this piece is Getting It Right. And it goes like this. Showered, refreshed, and feeling some type of good way. Yes, my love. You appeared in my mind's eye. I felt like, how do I love you? Let me count the days. 
I felt the elements of our mental poetry do a slow, sexy, one-note samba in my goody region, soon to be your private Now I'm mentally cuffed to you. I realize it now. It's good. See, I'm not going it alone. We play the music of each other's dance. Touching you. The many facets are foolish, and then there is you. Special beyond compare. Wonder sometimes how far will you take me there with you. When a woman loves a man all the way will be her personal lyric. When you lit the fire of present, I felt such relief. Your famous banner is, baby, be patient, right here. If only you knew, maybe you do. Yes, I'm speaking pure love lust. I think to ruffle some feathers and set It is... Very unfortunate. In this day and time, we have people afraid of their sensuality, try to hide it or misrepresent it as if it were a taboo. The only thing taboo is your voice and thinking about a beautiful gift from God that you have not gotten clear how to use. So guess what? Who are the main ones using the gift in horror? And plenty of error in this day and time who are living some antiquated way of logic that makes no sense but nonsense. Poems the above right to point you in the direction you should be traveling as a sexually responsible adult. Dig this. If erotica, clean erotica, glossy erotica makes you so damn nervous you are the main ones this is addressed to. I will not adhere to your madness. Sex done right with, a compa- with compassion and love is beautiful from start to finish. I fought the church for your faulty attitudes towards a natural and beautiful act. The church is responsible for guiding your spiritual life and your natural life. You are concerned for and about your pocketbook. I guess your style is cramped when you can't start the courtship with the one you love because your pocketbook is empty. Compliments of the church and institution. Yeah, I said it. You who dare to venture on these poetry pages, you are looking for some Yes, we are free mentally over here. That's how you should be. Get your creative juices flowing. Do some daring stuff. Get that red or black. His world taking it off. Use your lips to taste him, your fingers to caress him, and those hips to work on his tool like it will be their last every time. Yes, we are. And you want to know how we are like this? You are too. You forgot how to be. Do our pages responsibly or stay off. It's hot for you to handle when you make silly comments, you frigid, sexually inept men. Please stay on these pages and sharpen your know-how. That's why your girl is all over the place and not at you. Learn how to touch her. Take your lazy butt out the equation and put some work in. Stop winning the race. 
That's right. That's what you're doing. Your lackluster sex is boring. She would rather not be bothered and will tell you so. Why are you so afraid to be orally inclined? Oh, but you don't mind if she's sickling with your weak behind, tongue tapping that tool, singing songs on it any time. Get a real life. Big Song of Solomon in our pages of Classy Erotica. We don't mind. But don't come over here with comments that waste both our times. Because check this. You will get told off and sat in your place with the utmost of dignity on this you can surely trust. And peace. Wow. That is wow. Lady Love. What do I do with you? Huh? What do I do with you? I don't know. All you can do is love me, you know, and lady of love. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I am I am elated that you did that piece. I can remember that piece back, you know, uh Back in the in in the few hours ago, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you you had another part to it. I don't know what the heck happened to that part. I don't see it. I've been looking for it, and you probably don't know where the heck it is. You probably did it, and you didn't file it. You know, right? But you uh, said you were like the uh, judge in it. And you likened me as the DA. Because <laughs> I sure I charged that butt with that foolishness. Yeah, I know, I know, I know what it is. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just thinking, I'm just thanking you uh, for um, coming through and, uh, um, you know. Connecting with us, you know, and uh, enjoying with us, you Mm -hmm. know. I really uh, appreciate you, you know. Thank you, Kyle. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, you Kyle. Yeah, I I, I do. I, I, I really do appreciate you as a person. So. With all that being said, you know, um, let me sit back down on the couch and uh, bring in another caller, you know, and let's see what the next caller has, you Thank know. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me, and I truly appreciate you. Indeed. Absolutely. All right. We're going to set you back down on the couch. All right, Mr. Kane, you can bring in the next caller. Southeast Pennsylvania, you in the building. Southeast Pennsylvania. Oh, hello. That would be me. Hello, Jeffrey. How are you? I am awesome as usual. (laughs) It's Kathy Lee. Okay. okay. All right now. 
so is there anything that you would like to um, ask me? I don't know if ask is the proper, um, I guess I want to engage you. Um, I had been listening to what you're saying, and it's some very powerful um, information for people. It's a very powerful testimony. And you were Mm -hmm. talking about the fact that you've been like this since you were a child. Can you elaborate on that a bit? The experience? Meaning, meaning, meaning. Um, Meaning experiences. Was it in, in reflecting backwards and looking at your life and seeing the connections? Or was there a knowing from a little on and at what age that you were on a path possibly different from your peers? Well, that's kind of a hard question to answer. I, you know, I kind of think that when you look back over your life like I have done and and seeing all the things that I have seen uh, growing up and doing my world travels, been going around the world three times, and and I look back over that, and and when you see how beautiful the world is, and you really see how beautiful different cultures are, and how really that you're accepted in the world, and then you look back over the travels that you've done to get to those places, and then you look back again and you say, damn, you know, God has a lot of things for us and wants to give it to us, but we need to learn how to cultivate that. And with all of the the distractions going on in the world, we are distracted from discovering who we are spiritually. And being distracted as we've been distracted, lose sight of who we are and what we are. And we continually compound ourselves with those distractions and we begin to hate and dislike. And we lose ourselves and we lose our spirituality and we lose our connection and then we struggle to get that connection. And, and I think that's what happened to me is that I lost that connection and it took it took me going to prison and it took me being rebellious and it took me being in a hole to make me and make me go back to my inherent connection that made me connect with God. Right. And so once being with God, I begin to find myself. And when I found myself, this is where I'm at today. I found myself. I know who I am. I know what I am. And I know what I'm capable of. So with that all being said, yes, I just I'm, I I know that I'm connected and I walk this path. And it's a journey. And it's been a journey. It's been a journey all my life. The same path that I've been walking. This it's just that. I haven't come to the perennial spring just yet to dip my cup for the fact that God don't want me to make it to that spring just yet, And but I am guaranteed my just reward, and I know I'm getting my just reward, and I know I won't get it in this lifetime because the journey is long. The journey is hard. 
you know, right. this journey is a teaching lesson to be able Absolutely. to elevate to that other dimension where we need to be, where we are that light. Amen. I totally agree. I guess what I'm, I'm curious about, and it's possibly uh, from an angle of uh, where I have a lot of focus is for children and youth. And we know a lot of adults that through a system or a set of circumstances are brought one way or another into a state of being or a state of thinking that allows them to open to the fact that there may be more, that there's something else that they need to pay attention to or, or learn. And as you said, there's so many distractions to keep us from that. But what right. I'm noticing, and I'm wondering if you are as well, is that not only the teenagers and, and early 20s, that group of youth, but there are a lot of children, small children, who seem to be connected at a level that perhaps the adults aren't. And I'm seeing the numbers growing. And I do believe that we're in days that are transformative, to say the least. So I'm trying to bring this full circle. We've had this discussion, and uh, as you know, um, I walk a similar path as yours. And in my deliberate phase of trying to open up to exactly where I was in the scheme of it, what I needed to learn, there were flashbacks, so to speak, of connections within my childhood that made me realize I have been on this path my entire life. And for me, there were Indeed. some supernatural things that have happened. And you, uh, you gave a nod in that direction, and I would venture to say that there were a lot of things that you can go back and look upon. So for parents who may have children that are a little different than what they were when they were children or who are experiencing or saying things that seem to be of a higher nature, how can we tie that all in and give encouragement and allow the parents to realize that it's real, that these children are old souls and it is we who are, are adults who tend to dampen their enthusiasm or, or move them in a direction to think that things that they are experiencing from a higher nature are not real. Am I making sense? Yeah, I, you know, I, let me just, let me just say this. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, let me just say this. We are all born with gift. We are all born with the gift. What right. we do is we get into this, we come into this atmosphere and we get, we come into this atmosphere where we are, basically up against the wall. And upon birth, I certainly believe that upon birth, we are given everything that we need. But our parents who come before us haven't been taught and cultivated into how to bring that gift out of a child, and some parents do. But the fact of the matter is we need to be in positive arenas in order to dig deeper into our self-being and cultivate everything that God gave us when we were zygotes, you see. And so when we come out into this world, when we come out into this world, well, then we should be 
taught in those baby stages because by the time a child is seven years old, you can almost determine what that child is going to be if you pay attention and how you raise that child and how you uh, teach that child how to dig deeper within himself and cultivate what God already has in them. And that right. means that you have to you have to to sensitate that spiritual being inside that child, you know. And once you suscitate that being inside that child, that child will start to gravitate and grow like a plant. Then it's a slow process. And by the time that child gets 13, he starts recognizing his gift, but he has to be taught that he has that gift because he's unknowing. He has to be taught. And most parents don't even know that they carry the gift, so they don't teach the child that he has the gift. And that's where we take that left turn in life because our children don't know because the parent don't know and the parent before them didn't know. See, we've lost, the, we've really lost the gift of our ancestors, and this is what we've got so far away from our histories that we have become lost like the tribes in the desert. Right. And it's a remembering, a recalling. Indeed. I guess um, my belief is that pre-verbal, the children are directly connected and and they're speaking to us intuitively. They're using their native language and and intuition. It's when they become verbal and they start integrating with their parents, with their culture, with their society, and they start learning things that they start forgetting who they are. But you can see glimpses of them trying to remember uh, certain things. You can see glimpses of supernatural experiences that children have. How many children have come to their parents saying that they've talked to a deceased grandparent or have seen a spirit or uh, they know things that there was no way that child could possibly know? Right, right. Children are, children, people don't understand that children are very connected to the spiritual realm. It's just that they are not taught how to access themselves in that spiritual realm. And they get lost along the way. They get lost along the way. And this is what, this is, you know, when you really look at, what is going on and why things happen the way they are happening is because we have got so far away from who we really are. That's humanity, the point I'm right. Yeah. Humanity has is on a path and the reason why we on this path of self destruction is because we have got so far away from who we really are as human beings. That's why we are set this course of self-destruction. And we set the course of self-destruction because of our own free will. Amen. Absolutely. And I, I know we had that discussion. Um, don't think people understand free will from perhaps the same concept that someone like you or I would. Mm-hmm. Because we always have these perhaps religious or cultural rules that are put in place. And then we give it a different perspective. Yeah. But I've always taught my students that free will is our greatest gift, but it's our greatest detriment as well. 
The way it's a gift is because God has promised us that we're not puppets. We're not being manipulated. And yet so many people feel that everything in their lives is beyond their control. Mm -hmm. I agree. And uh, it's when we take accountability for our lives that we start opening up those secrets and unraveling the mysteries and start seeing a different form of life. But my point in all of that is because the majority of society doesn't understand a higher way of living, that's transferred Mm -hmm. to the children. But we now have this group of children who are incredibly right-brained. They're incredibly creative. They're being diagnosed with all kinds of crazy things that um, really are derogatory labels. And it's only because they're different. They're new. They, They don't fit into the structure of the school system. And I think adults who have been children like that, uh-huh. such as you and I, can offer such comfort and guidance to people who are parenting those children or to the children themselves. But I think our children are our greatest assets. We, we need to really nurture these incredible children. They're, they're so brilliant. They are so connected. And some of them are nothing but pure love can see it in their eyes from the moment they're born. So my original question again was, can you recall any specific times or thoughts or situations in your childhood that made you know that you were connected to a higher source? Perhaps it's a little easier. Um, I, um, um, I really can't because I, I'm, um, I, I can't really go back that far. I can go back as far as maybe seven years old, and I can't Mm -hmm. remember anything that set me on this course that it is. The only thing I can tell you is that um, maybe it's because my father was very strict, very strict, and I think maybe it's because that my father was one of those types of men. He didn't want us mingling out with all of his different children. The only time I really got to mingle with a lot of children, because it was 20 of us, 10 boys and 10 girls. And I think that my father did what he did to make the family a stronger foundation, which that family still stands today as a very strong foundation together. Beautiful. I think that I think that was the brunt of it. You know, really, I really didn't start seeing a lot of changing until right around twelve, thirteen years old. You know, so. Well, even I, at that point, any anything that sticks out to you? I think that the awakening comes. You know, the awakening comes with leaving home and going out into the world and experiencing the world firsthand. Mm-hmm. I think that's when changes started really happening, you know, uh, and I think that's what really changed me in that way. And I guarantee you, now that I've asked you this question, things are going to start coming to you after the fact. So you'll start remembering certain things because that's how it happened for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring up that aspect of it because some of us, I think, just have a calling. Wouldn't you say there's almost a 
a divine ordination, and we can try to run away from it, but eventually we're going to come right back to it, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And I just want to say I'm so blessed blessed to know you, Jeffrey, and I'm blessed by your, your writings, your poetry, and the fact that you're out there extending yourself in nothing but love to educate, teach, and encourage other people. It's so vitally important, and you're a blessing to everybody, and thank you so much. You're so welcome. I appreciate you coming by. Do you have something that you might want to do, or do you want to do something that um, uh, I know what? I tell you what you do. You remember that collaboration we did? Called something. Uh, we've done a few. But that we I, haven't I wanted, gotten out there yet. I, I want to do. I think I know the one you mean. Yeah. And yeah, I want to. I want to do that simple surrender. And yeah, I think I like that one. That simple surrender because it has a kind of a spiritual connotation to it. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time. I want to show my listening audience how we connected. <laughs> with Absolutely. A, a and, and as I'm thinking about it, uh, I was listening to Lois, and I know you're still there, Lois. Your poem was just such beauty, and what I liked about it and your comments afterwards was the fact that in the Western world, at least, we've denigrated sensuality and sexuality and it's part of who we are as humans and you and I have talked about that separately. so it also will incorporate that because there is a, um, a theme in this poem that's the one that you're referring to indeed indeed so with all of that being said are you ready I am ready sir and, okay. and anxious to share now, this I'm going to tell you I'm just going to do what I, re- I, I I'm going to follow you what I remember because right at this minute my screen is black. So believe me when I tell you I'm going to do this piece of what I remember out of the top of my head. Oh, boy. Okay, so I am going to crack this off. This piece is called... Can you send it to you? No, I'm going to try to do this because this is my charming time, too. Okay, so I, I I think that I have it implanted. I think as I go along, I will it will actually come up inside my head as it goes along, as it do when I go on stage. So this piece is called Simple Surrender by myself and Kathy Lee. You ready? Ready. I come to lay in the wet cold in the encirclement of your chasm. I swim parallel to your shores, and I dive deep in the warm waters of your spiritual elixir. I welcome you into the sacredness of my hidden cove. Allow the warmth of my waters to crest you, diving into my depths, mind, spirit, and body as one, my fount filled from desire, baptizing you with the secrets of my sensual offering. But I want to make sure 
that the environment of your sacred space, a hidden little swimming hole, if you do decide to participate, every trail of this man cannot be held from the master's eye that penetrate deeply into her sensual mind. Invite me again to access the depth of your awareness through hands-on touch to integrate movement. Let me awaken the spirit of desire and capacity of your body's imagination to move. I have decided to open all trails to give you access to all secret sensual pools of pleasure, holding nothing back from your sensory exploration. Sense, taste, touch, sounds, sight, lingering within each, unlocking the sixth realm of our experience, our metaphysical connections beyond the physical taking my imagination into the sphere of knowing, carnal experiences mingled, exploding of liquid flowing depths, creations formed from the outpouring of our need, our need to join, uniting physical and spiritual beyond the limitations of imagery. You will move through the whispers of intuition into a knowing that you are unlocking our abilities and tapping into unused areas of ourselves formed by the appetite that I was on the point of gratifying palpations. In the depth of my being must be the image her experience must have compiled was powerless to eradicate. Was that me in awakening through personal knowledge of transcendent realms that exist beyond the physical dimensions and strength, endurance, and her deep, wet flexibility? Uh, beyond analyzing, allowing myself to be present in his strength, I understand, but it is beyond words that my soul captures memories, faint recollections of timeless truths. My body molds to conform the nuances of his masculine. Familiarity overtakes me. We've loved and shared our passions in numerous frozen moments of ecstasy. Recollection lifetimes before, every cell of my female experience awakens, longing and craving for what I already have come to love, for what only he can offer. I can only offer you a vision of our higher spiritual self that exists, a cosmic amplification accepting our progress by how well we are able to unite in moment of sensual surrender. We step into the frozen moment, that moment I swear we were infinite. The moment stands still, lovers frozen in time. Every cell of our being is pulsing with deep love and gratitude for the luminous absolute, the most fulfilling experience that we have ever had, moving softly in the morning mist as if our souls have been longing for this, longing for this craving, 
this circle, this connection that she willingly craves to give. Through connecting with him, higher planes of wisdom are revealed. Our progress in personal evolution accomplished in such a beautifully physical expression. Yes, my teacher, my fellow student, my illuminator, my desire for your completion overtakes me. I feel the swelling of the waves lapping, pounding against her moistened shores. I open the gate, allowing you entry into every hidden recess of my being. The wetness of my coves threatening to spill their contents, making your entry an ease of invitation. Tremors originating from within the depths of some cosmic fissure. Your slightest touch threatening to erupt and awaken my every nerve. What is about to take place between us is a sharing born of my desire. Every slight movement of her awakening body twisting beneath this gentle assault. The slightest touch of his fingers was magnified a thousand times. Excitement now sweeps you up as your nerves weaken, now compliant to the dance of seduction. He becomes a cork holding back an almighty volcanic eruption. Mm. I'm dependent upon his desire for me, his knowing of me. I surrender my individual separation, entrusting him with the ability to take us on this journey together. His touch furthers my entry into his being, securing our soul's necessary completion through sensual exchange. Ah, his eyes have preached into my depth, taking possession and leading me beyond my imminent explosion. Gently, he balances me upon the precipice between timeless arousal and seismic abandon. We must pray for still in this, Lord. Melt us together into one, no fragment, no piece of me separated the Spiritual journey in the relinquishment or unlearning of fear and the acceptance journeying together is the only way to affect the personal transformation. And the goddess received me kindly. He hinted her, thir- her the third time perpetual, interminable, timeless, relentless. Then she felt rather that she heard a deep seismic rumble. She met him somewhere in between these two extremes was our balance high between the two shores, suspended in spiritual copulation. Fear non-existent within love's primordial power, our God completing the trinity of this night's evolution. God and goddess experienced as one, complete expression of our source, his phallus completing and filling the whole of my awaiting chasm. Rhythmic pulses, my body in response, eagerly raising my hips into 
into the power of his possession. Gasping for breath, ecstatic, all control abandoned, trusting in his guidance, I await our love's free fall. The free fall of the hearts of hearts had glimpsed the aching chasm, the wedge, fresh start, new departure, steady, rhythmic, penis flow. Now, hush breath and fallen lids wait the purging of the syrup. His heart pulsed with luminosity, waiting festivals, table, treasury becoming lust. beautiful when I when I listen to it, Jeffrey. Uh, I said, it's still beautiful every time I listen to it. <laughs> I just thank you for lending your pen to lending your pen to that piece. I I can remember back when I dropped that piece in your I dropped a stanza in your inbox and I told you to take your time. And as we took the time to write this, I think it took a course of maybe an hour, hour and a half, two hours to write this. Mm-hmm. Both of us were accessing accessing our spiritual connections in doing so. Yes, yes. So in the meantime, though, I really just want to just grasp you and hold you and tell you that I truly, honestly appreciate you, and I appreciate everything you do, especially when I when we talk and we have questions amongst each other about the spiritual realm. I really, really do appreciate those talks. And it's, it's a wonderful thing because you tell me some things that I didn't know and tell you some things that you know that you haven't known. And we educate each other, and that's the beautiful thing about unity. We come together and we be in, on one accord, and that's the beautiful thing, and that's what I like. I like unity, and I like education, and I like communicating. It's an amazing connection and a a blessing for me as well, Jeffrey, to to fall upon somebody, to be led and guided to someone in miraculous ways and find that you have a connection where there's understanding beyond what a normal conversation is. We don't have any trouble communicating. We understand what each one is saying to the other. And that's so rare in, in my life. And you've become a genuine blessing. And um, I'm holding you. I'm mystically holding you beyond space and time. And uh, thanking and gratitude for this opportunity to have you in my life. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's a blessing. It's a blessing for both of us. So I'm going to sit you back down on the couch. Yes, sir. And, And we are going to go to a music break. New York, Northwest Ohio, Unchained, I do see you. I'm coming to you right after the music break. You are tuned in to DSI. 
our Sunday show. DSR presents Full Purpose Pens with Mr. Boston. We will be right back. of 
what and who I am and what I've come to be. So whatever question that you deem necessary to ask, ask it. I won't take no offense to any question that you deem that you want to ask. So in the meantime, can we bring in New York? New York, you are now in the DSR building. Who do I have the opportunity to be speaking to this night? New York? New York, are you there? New York? Greetings, Jeffrey. Who have I have the opportunity to speak to with that sweet, sexy voice? This is Marcina Wakefield, and it was so awesome. I really appreciate it, dealing with the, the highest spiritual power, the vibration sound that you gave to us. Okay. I can only give you only give you what I have been living for the past 57 years. I can only give you what I've walked in my shoes and what I have experienced as coming from adolescence into manhood. And so I give you that, and I try to, at the same time, I try to uplift and I try to give back. And, you know, I know that it's a lot of, of searching people, so I can only give you what I've experienced in real life, not something that's made up of what somebody else has told me. I can only give you the reality of what it is to live life from my perspective. Yeah. But it's awesome dealing with the spiritual force and basically uh-huh. dealing with the earthly event. It was awesome. Yeah. It was touching. And I really appreciate it. Everything. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. There are there 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 are only events in our life that that we have to as humans as the spirit living in this human body and having this human experience, we it's it's all about navigation and cultivation and retaining what you have been born with and cultivating it. And when you start to cultivate it, you have to look at it you're cultivating an event within an event. It's like a football game. You know, you go, you buy your ticket, and you go to the football game, and you have a particular seat to live in, sit in. And it's the same thing with, with humans. We are birthed into this world. We are birthed into this football game. And we have a seat to sit in. And you have to cultivate from that seat because if you try to cultivate outside that seat, well, then nothing's going to work right because you haven't cultivated your individual self. And once you cultivate your individual self, then you can step out of the arena and go out into the uncultivated world and navigate that uncultivated world, and you'll be, be that person that you need to be. And that means that, that means that you have to always be on your spiritual mental realm in order to navigate this world. That's what it's all about. It's all about navigation, cultivation, and balance. That's what it's all about. Is there a particular question that you would like to ask? No, basically you covered it in all areas. Dealing with our growth, our level. You covered it in all areas with me. Well, you know when when... 
when when life is when you understand the writing of life is indelibly written on our eternal minds and all the wrongs endured by earth's poor patient kind, which may uh, too often be the unconscious hand, we enter a place undesigned that no God can cancel, and our deeds are foredone uh, by the old coils that unwind and when we lay down from the overwhelmed plains, we have the sea. And we are given a cup of tea. And when we look above and beyond, we realize that God hasn't forgotten us. And he's made us stand fast and he made us stand still, you know, because we are only of an earthly kind and we have to recollect our act and tap all of the fragment pieces of us back together so we can find peace within ourselves. And if you can't find peace within yourself, well then you're gonna to continue to walk this path blind making left turns when you're supposed to make right turns. Hey, yeah, uh, we having some technical difficulties, but uh, Mr. Boston, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, back to you. So until we until we uh learn to walk in peace with ourselves, we'll never be able to walk in peace with another. We'll keep on having these disharmony actions that you know, we can say the police did it, we can say the government did it, but we have to understand that everything that is happening is a planned action. That's why navigation is so important. Somebody's mic is open. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the caller. But there's something. Can you bring in Northwest Ohio? Um. Okay. All right. Northwest Ohio. Pamela Hello. Bailey. Yes, Pamela Hi. Bailey. You are now in my building. You are now in my house. And I have some plush carpet on the floor. So you have to take your shoes off at the door. And you have to pull up your fishnet stockings. And you need to come in. Okay, I'm Pamela here. Bailey. Okay. Pamela Bailey, this tonight is question and answer night with Mr. Boston on the DSR 5 network with my CEO, Kane Spade. So the fact of the matter is 
do you have a question that you yes. would like to ask? Yes. Okay. That anything, right? You, anything that you choose. Okay. I'd like to know what's your inspiration for your erotic and your romance pieces? Say that again. What is your inspiration for your erotic and your romance pieces? The inspiration for my erotic and romance pieces, by all actuality, you are. The ladies are. Because the ladies tend to like my pieces. Some of them tell me your pieces make me feel like I'm right there with you. So I write from that perspective because you and a lot of other females that are on my page inspire me to write these pieces. And they ask questions like you do ask questions. And from that point of view, I write from that point of view from a particular question. Ask. And when that particular question comes around, well, then, you know, it is what it is. And I, right. I put my I, I put my pen to paper, and what comes out comes out, you know. And that's what is done, you know. It is what it is, and so we let it do what it do, you know. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> is there another? Is there another question that you might have? No, no, no. Are you sure? You absolutely sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Do you have a piece that you would like to do? No, no, I don't. All right. So I'll tell you what. You don't have a piece. I'm going to do a piece that, that was exactly inspired by you. And that piece is called Stop Running From Me. Stop running from me. I want to hit that pussy like this roll. My tongue from the crack back to the front. Take it to the floor and hit it from the back. Let me squeeze it. I want to hit your pussy like you know how this brother kicks it. Each pussy and asshole hits your spit and home you love when I hit this pussy like this, don't you? Do you want it on your stomach or in your pussy? Wow. I fucked you to this slow jam. When I get up in your guts, there's a telltale sign that your pussy is the bomb. Lady. Let me pop your pussy like this. We don't need to touch and kiss. Just slide up and down on this dick. Another chapter in my book. Let me hit the top ceiling of your pussy. Felt so good, but then it felt like I hit the walls and couldn't get my dick out. There's no doubting I did the job right. Hit her spot a thousand times. Now it's time to eat it. Then hit that cervix to make you have that explosive, exclusive cervical orgasm. And that was that piece. <laughs> there you go. 
Okay. That was that piece that you inspired. You inspired you you inspired quite a few um pieces. And I just want to I just want to tell you that I dearly, dearly appreciate you because you do a lot of inspiring. You, I think you've inspired, inspired over 10 of my erotic rights in the, in the closed minds, not welcome here room, and I just really appreciate you always pushing me to another level. Um, I really like conversing with you also because you have a very uncanny mind, and I really like that about you. I really like that about you. And then another thing that I really want to say to you is from the time I first met you to now, I have watched you grow, and I'm particularly very interested in watching you grow a little further. I think that I think that I need to push a little hard because you have you have awesomely grown because I remember when you were this quiet shy little girl that you know needed a push somebody to lift her spirit and I think I've done that very well and I'm very grateful that God has given me that room to deal with you on that level and on the little issues that we have solved and I helped you solve and. One only thing I can say to you is blue roses and thumbs up to you. I'm proud Absolutely. of you. Thank you. You're Thank so you. welcome. Mm-hmm. So now what we're going to do is we're going to bring in the caller. Uh, can you bring in Unchained, please? Unchained, you are now in the DSR building. What's Unchained. going on, Mr. Austin, this is Beast King. Hey, that's who? Beast King. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, I'm motivated. <laughs> You're motivated, huh? But what has you hyped and motivated tonight? Well, just for practice today, I went through 126 instrumentals, and I freestyled off of each one of them just to, you oh. know, Okay. Well, that's good. That's that's right. That's what I'm talking about. You know, practice makes perfect. Huh? And I see that you have a passion for poetry. Oh yeah, poetry is my life, and I'm a uh, and I'm a MC. So you know, it's okay. second nature. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, is there anything that you would like to ask me, or yeah. that you would like to do? Okay. What is the what is the the hardest subject you've ever had to write about? And oh. what brought out when you wrote about it? How did it make you feel? Um, the hardest subject that I ever wrote about, and how did it make me feel? Hmm. Hmm. I don't think that I have a hard subject because I study everything. I'm 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 a knowledge chaser so and I read a lot. So I don't think that no subject is really hard for me.
me, but I do write on subjects that that broach my spirituality and it broaches my reality on the on the spiritual realm when I'm writing it's like you know that little thing called morality tends to kick in, you know. And it when that morality thing kicks in, well then it's like should I put this, should I post this, or should I just stash it away in one of my folders or, or uh, on my computer? And then I come to that point where, you know, if I allow morality to keep me from teaching, well, then I've lost everything that I've, I'm writing for, and that's to get that knowledge out there. And on the, on the human realm, I look at it as a tool to teach, to enlighten, to open minds, because so many of us are sleepwalking, and we don't know. We 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 have taken the truth and made it a lie, and the lie the truth, and we become lost in it. So I think that my my journey of coming back here, and the journey of maintaining life, is teaching and giving back and giving back from your own perspective because nobody's life is identically the same and nobody's spirituality is identically the same. So I think that when I stand on my square and I stand on my square like a soldier, I think that the fact of the matter is is that nothing is too hard unless you allow it to be hard for you. That's truth. And is there anything else that you want to ask? The mic is yours, so you Hold on. don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask, man. This is this, this is that session, man, where you can ask what you want. That's the whole thing about it. To get to know the man behind the pen and get to know the uh, proprietor of full purpose pens and get to know his work and what he does, what he do. So you the mic is all yours right now. Oh right. yeah, I always wonder why haven't you been featured on Beast Nation Radio? I'm just wondering. I hmm? have no I I have no idea. Sometimes I think maybe because I'm I'm rough and raw. Uh, <laughs> I think that sometimes I don't fit those programs, you know, and then sometimes I have a knack to just go and go. Um, I, I I was featured on a show one time and and it just it, it just get it, it just rip rough and raw for me because I'm just a straight shooter. That's just the bottom line. I'm just a straight shooter and you know I, I honestly you know the formats are formatted where you know where you you really just can't go out left field and you can't go out left field. You have to center yourself. But I am one of those guys that you unlock my lock and I'm coming out the gate. You know, that's just me. I come out the gate. And I stay ready. I'm always prepared. You know, you could call me up three seconds from now after I get off the show and I'm already ready. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just because I'm just a little raw. 
You know, I'm just a little too raw for some of these shows. So I I, I sit back and I sit in my chair. I on my square. You know, everybody can't take what I what I spit. You know, and you know I've been to a show where I've spit and I get inboxes, man. You and that's too raw. That was just too raw. You wow. Know? See, I'm just. I'm just me, man, and I have to be me because I don't wear a mask. You know, I don't wear a mask. I'm just me, and I've always been this way since I was young. I just, I've always been outspoken, and I've always straight-laced, and I, I say what's on my mind, and a lot of people don't like that because they they live behind masks themselves, and they want they don't want to come up from behind those masks, and I do lift a lot of veils off a lot of people's eyes, and some people can't accept that, you know. Because I do believe in the near future, which is very soon, that you will be <laughs> featured on a Beast Nation radio show. Oh, my God. I appreciate that. Whenever you're ready, man, as long as it ain't on a Sunday. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. I'll be, I'll be more than happy to address the mic. More than happy. <laughs> Indeed. Do you have a piece for us? I have no excuses because you know I don't. Uh, hundreds of my pieces are written down, but I'm like king of the freestyles. Well, so do I a gotta, freestyle. The mic is yours, man. Do your thing. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do a little do something. Now, I dedicate this to the people who get upset with other people. When you say that you about your pride, but when I say my pride, you get offended. When I put my fist in the air and I sell out black pride, people look around like I committed homicide, but you can say gay pride, rainbow, and be cool. But when I say red, black, and green, I am considered a fool. For some reason, they think I'm a black panther because of my militant view. Now with just the military in me, my girl, I just get in that mood because I just love my people. And you get mad at me, but my thing, I check you love your people. And I represent because the day I'm gone, I'm Beast Nation, I'm Team Hungry to the day that a brother won't live on. They was calling me a beast ever since I came from my mama's womb. Every time I grab the pad and pen, everything I consume like signing to the boom. Hit the street fighter when I'm in the scene. They said that my eyes stay low like I didn't smoke the green, but I didn't. My eyes are low because I'm half Japanese and Ethiopian. So I do what I please. I represent I'm black pride. Every time I say it, Africa, I say it so loud. They would say, are you pan? African, I say damn right Every time I test them, I bless it With poetry or rap and I am not See, I can do it anyway Either way you want it go Every time I do flow They be like he's horrible I'm Ivan the Terrible My wordplay is unbearable But to say that I'm fearless Literally I'm unsterable Represent DS All to the day that I'm going to You know, play around with K-Spay Unless you come and get me blue They already you know what I do, I am similar to Scooby-Doo You'll need a whole mystery van just to get yourself a clue I'm the monster, the one they fear The monster who spit it clear Black pride, black pride I say it with no fear 
But I ain't got no problem with no cops that obey the law. But the mother wants that bullshit needs to stop. I'm not raising my head saying don't shoot. I see so many people raising their hands they don't shoot. No longer will play masters tell me to raise my hand and they might not shoot. It's so many different people in this world I had to recruit. I'm a poet, an activist. Yes, I am. To the tough body. You should understand better ask somebody. I will tell you what I'm saying there. I don't play no games. I am tired of my black people getting killed over this bullshit name. But it's not just black. It's all life matter. But everybody sees like glass ready to shatter. They was all of this. All that, now people lost their life, now gay pride is all marriages, all that. Look at that smoke screen. I ain't got no problem with nobody, no, but the smoke screen. They just try to cover it under the rug, so. And this is the thing that I heard. When they did they thing, they had the audacity to send that young man to Burger King after he did his thing. Ain't that a lie? Isn't the truth? I don't understand. That's why when I drop in the booth, I gotta tell you how it is. I'm proud of me to be proud of you. So when I yell out black pride, don't have no problem with me, dude, because I have my fist in the air all of the time. Got a Marcus Garvey mindset, military mind, but I'm still just like Malcolm X. Empower my folks. I smile a lot and I laugh a lot, but really I'm not no joke. It eats. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you did that shit right there. My goodness, man. The freestyle king is in the building. I thought I was a freestyle king, but God damn, you ran, you ran me right off the board, man. I'm humble. I just eat. <laughs> That's that beast nation beat. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Mr. Boston, is I if I cut in real quick, man? Yes, sir. Yeah, man, I had to come up here. Beast King came over here with an instrumental and kicked the freestyle flow, man. You know, usually I don't say nothing, but uh, Beast King, that was thorough, man. (laughs) That was right there, man. I mean, you was flowing, matching with the, uh, the instrumental beat. That was decent, man. That was decent. Yeah, he did a hell of a job. He did a hell of a job. I'm a, I'm looking I'm really looking forward there, Kane, to going over there, man, and doing a feature over there, man. I'm really looking. I'm coming with my A game too. And and and, 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 and Kane, you know, man, if I go over there with my A game, you know I'm gonna be doing number freestyle. Yeah. I gotta go over there. These days came over to my came over to my house, man, and freestyle. So I'm going over to his house and freestyle. Right, right. Wait a minute. Hold up. Uh, speaking of uh, being featured, I I forgot about this, but Beast King did come to me on a, uh, another similar occasion. Now, I mean, is that still on the table, Mr. Beast King, about uh, the whole network? Yes. It's very, I've been waiting on you. When you ready, you let me know. We're going to have a microphone massacre. I'm waiting <laughs> on you. <laughs> Gonna do that, King. Gonna do that, King. Gonna do it. Gonna yeah, do it. I'm ready. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Cause so y'all hear this. Uh, so in the future, I mean, the whole network of DSR will be featured on Beast King Radio, uh, Beast Nation Radio. Excuse me. 
Can't wait to see that. I mean, Beast King, just give me a date, man. Uh, so we'll figure out. I need to talk to all my members and figure out when they free. All right, I'm a, uh, after the show, I'm going to chop it up with you. Then any day you pick, I'll make it happen. Whatever time you pick, I'll make it happen. Because this is when DSR is in the Beast Nation house. So, you know, we roll out the red carpet. You family. Uh-oh. You're not just Kane Spade. You're my brother. And I go, you know, I go Jumanji anyway. <laughs> uh, he going to do that Jumanji, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Woo-wee. Well, Beast King, I'm going to inbox you my uh, my number, man. We'll get that underway. I'm going to turn it back over to Mr. Boston. And much respect to you, Beast King, Team Hungry, Beast Nation Radio. What's love, my bro? All right, Unchained. Well, this is what this is what it is, man. I really do, man, enjoy you coming through, man. And when you have a show, man, during the course of the week, it's, it's, Oh, other than uh, like Thursday and Friday, hit me up, man, and I'll come over and support, man. You know, but Mondays, Mondays and Wednesdays, you know, it's DSR all day. You know, I got to got to support my family. But any other day during that time, man, you got a show, man. Hit me in my inbox or, or tag me or whatever, and I'll come over, man, and talk it up with y'all over there. You know, no doubt, I will be hitting you up pretty soon. All right, all right. Well, we're going to sit you back on the couch, and we're going to bring South Carolina Coastal in the building. All right, all right. All right, all right. South Carolina Coastal, mm-hmm. you are now in the DSR vault, and I'm turning the combination down to open the door to let you in. And can you tell me who I have the opportunity to speak to? Hey, Jeffrey, this is me, Denise. It's who? Denise. Denise? Yes. Hey, hey, baby, cutie. Y'all, this is, this is my blue rose right here. This is my designated blue rose. I love this girl. You know, I do love this girl. This girl is, Dan, she's a woman who, do I say? I can't even put into words what I feel about you on the air. But I'm so I'm gonna keep it simple. I love this woman because this woman is who she says she is. I've had a few conversations with this woman. This woman is an outstanding person. I appreciate her with everything that I am. And I'm want to say to you that your work is blue ribbon, this straight blue ribbon, and I love reading it. That's why I make little comments that I make on them to let you know that I'm do- I am paying attention to you. So with that being said, is there a question that you would like to ask Mr. Boston on the question and answer Mr. Boston show this day? Any question you choose, any question you choose to answer, I mean, just you choose to want to answer to, ask it, and it shall be answered the best way I know how. <laughs> oh gosh, I just <laughs> personally, I was feeling too good right now, and I just caught this terrible cold, but okay. um. 
Do you want me to take the next? Do you want me to take the next flight out and come and baby you back to hell? <laughs> I can do that. Huh? Is that what you want me to do? Is that what you're trying to imply? <laughs> if it was at all possible, that would be great. But um, I'll be all right. Um, <laughs> I don't know what makes Jeffrey tick. You want to know what makes Jeffrey tick? Yes. Life makes me tick. Love makes me tick. Compassion makes me tick. And being the man that I am makes me tick. I'm I'm like the fluid space, and I tick, and I tick. And the beauty of all of that is, is that I have this innate thing that ticks inside of me that says, give back love and continue to give back and persevere and be the strong man that God gave you to be and be the man that you know you are, be the person that you know you are because like God gave me everything to understand who I am and that's what makes me That's great. Good answer. Oh, man, you got to excuse me. I really don't feel good. (laughs) Baby, you know, like I said, if I could jump on a plane right now, I would come back and bring you some some tea and honey with a shot of Jim Bean in it and rush that cold (laughs) right by you, you know. But unfortunately, I'm on the DS Farfire E-Network show, Full Purpose Fins, and I can't leave my audience waiting for me to land at the next station and then jump back <laughs> on the show. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. All right. So is there, yeah, is there a piece that you would like to do? No. Unfortunately, no. I just okay. want to start to show some love, basically. That's okay. your love. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well then I'm gonna sit you back down on the couch and hope you stay around for a minute. We got a special treat for the caller tonight. Like a special collaboration. A special, special one. So in the meantime, I'm gonna set you back down on the couch. And we're gonna nope. bring in Okay, thank you. Appreciate you coming by. No problem. Okay. So now we are going to bring in Florida. Florida, you are in the building. Hey, hey. The show is off the chain. Well, you know what? We're going to take it to another level about right now, you know. And so that piece that you wrote today, you need to make that piece pop right now. It's coming out the gate. <laughs> okay, there you go. Your, your, your business. All right. Because mm-hmm. it's all handsome. 
We got static. Go ahead. All right. All handsome. Yes. All beautifully handsome. The frame is a delight from my vision, for I view the art of him from... When in the presence of beauty, the soul of his vision must be captured spirit. As it casts light cascading off the prisons of his beautiful soul's mind. I spiritually reference him handsome, for the kingly character from his head to his toes are perfumed with a fragrance from his majestic mental room. When he speaks to me, it is from a spiritual guidance, approving the syllable fortitude of each verse of conversation. He is handsome. When I heard the first deposit of what I knew, without a doubt, to be the oration of literary handsome, I lent an attentive ear to be further consoled by this verb and metaphor master, finding myself entwined in the vine of his dictation. The glossary of his university led me to his widely distributed catalog. If not familiar with his chronological order, you will find you lost. I still see him handsome. The testimony of his higher self is always present. It is the backbone of his structure. The gate of his stride celebrates knowledge and his crown tilts wisdom. Damn, he's handsome. Interesting, Laura. Interesting. For say you want to put a child to nurse, he eyes it now and then to know if better it is or worse. And if she mourns and when he thinks more of what he's about to leave, when he shapes and scours her, with words, starting out from the frame of questioning, my aim here is to look into her creation, give me vision to seeing things like you do, beautiful. One, my soul must seeing you captured my heart with this love, and you opened my eyes to your wonders anew. I've been ushered into your presence. Must not the soul be the self-moving and therefore of necessity, and there is a law of destiny that the soul which attains any vision of truth, the beauty of the beloved meets her eye, and is the reason why the soul of the lover will never forsake his beautiful one, a new season has begun. That requires that we capture his vision, we must see with his eyes in order to see new, to make the required shift. The truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off and lure you to the light, the moon. By beautiful insight and sound to be harvested, 
We cast light through the prism. It comes out in the form of a spectrum, which we capture the curve of her jaw as beautiful and magical as a unicorn. Her eye I have calmed from the center of my soul with but a gentle touch. All the green summers to forlorn cascades we know not. But who can tell what she learnt at his feet? But his handsome appeal to her. Providing food for mental mastication, I ought to define what I mean by higher self. That was founded on the idea that man in his essence was not a body but a living spirit. His testimony is filled with new insight, new pieces of fit always present to observe for a moment. She lay still in his arms gazing up at his handsome face as she prepared to give him her wet scar fresh and pink, dripping to his handsome face, her gifts, Lois, checkmate. <laughs> I, knew it. I, knew, I knew it. I was kind of like, my friend, I was on my friend. And so you know you got to you got to <laughs> you got to that uh, almost the last. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You're not gonna ever let me forget ice ski, are you? Nope, never, ever, ever. I'm never gonna let you do that. I'm never gonna let you get past that. We've got some new callers in queue. Okay. And I'm going to sit you back down, Lady of Love, on the couch, and we're going to bring in the key open book. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The key open book. Hello. Hey, uh, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. I don't mean to keep interjecting on your show, Mr. Boston, but this lady right here, you know, it's my time to put her on the spot. You know, that's, the, that's uh, my baby lady right there. That's my baby mama right there, man. I can't <laughs> let you do that. Oh, let me, let me, that's because, my baby uh, mama right there. You know, an hour ago or so, when I was on her show, they was asking me all these relationship questions, man. I was damn, I had to stop and all that. <laughs> you know. I mean, it was a phenomenal show, Mr. Boston, man, but I swear, they was making me work over there, man. Nakia, next time you have a a show over there, you better hit my inbox and tell me that you got a show going on over there. You know what I'm saying? We got to return the favor, and y'all got to let me know what's going on, because, you know, when I get busy and put my pen to paper, I don't be paying attention to nothing but my inbox. So, you know, you got to hit me up in the inbox when you be having them shows over there because, you know, this is a DSR family, and we ride tough and together. We ride like we're riding on a two-hump camel. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. King, go on and put her on the spot, man. Go on and put her on the spot. Oh, what's up, King? What's up, Nakia? Welcome to the show right here. Mr. Boston is the host. I'm going to turn it over to him. You know, enjoy yourself. Thank you. <laughs> well, Mr. Nakia, my baby's mama. Yep. You have the, you, 
you have the inside <laughs> scoop. You have the inside scoop. But this is Sunday night. This is Sunday night. I'm trying something new. This is a question and answer to Mr. Boston. This is question and answer poetry. So you have the opportunity to get to know me better by asking any question you choose to ask. There is no question off limits. And so, therefore, the mic is in your hand. If you finish doing your question and answer and get your answer that you might seek, well, then you have the opportunity to do a piece of poetry. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. So I get to ask you any question. You get to ask me any question you deem is necessary or whether it's in the gut or it's in your heart or it's in your mind. You've got three places to ask me a question from. All right. Well, Mr. Boston, um, I would like to know what inspired you to write poetry? Hmm. What inspired me to write poetry? Well, I didn't have nothing else to do when I was sitting in a prison cell. Mm. And um, it it just came to me out of nowhere. And I've been doing this thing for six years now. And I, the inspiration really comes from the people who come and read my poetry. The inspiration really comes from y'all because it's, it's, it's like in a swimming pool and you in the sea of people who come by and read your work and interact with you in your inbox and stuff like that. And the things that y'all say to me and inspires my pen. It's not a, it's never been really about me from the onset. It's always been about other people. And I think that mm-hmm. inspiration is I think that inspiration is already in you. It's just it takes other people to wake it up. And I think that's what has happened. People like you and people like Lois Shaw and Denise Stay Loving Me and Sylvia Ware and a host of other people, um, Kathy Lee and those people, they come by and and just inspire me and my pen goes and goes and goes and goes. I think a lot of stuff that people tell me throughout the day and I write from what people have said to me in the course of the day And, and I try to make my pieces as real as possible and things that I've lived through life and stuff like that, people I've read across and uh, situations that I've been in and things that I've seen, that's the things that I write about. I write about dumb people. I write about smart people. I write about people in general. I write about hate. I write about black men. I write about uh, children, and I write about guns and gun violence, police violence, and everything that I see, I write about. And... And there's people like you, Nakia, that inspire me to do that. Because I think that what people are in search of is trying to correlate what they don't see and Mm -hmm. what other people see, and they take that and they correlate it with what if I walk out into that world and I run into that situation, what I'm going to do, you know? What, am, what will I do in that situation? But you have to continue to remind yourself that you're human. 
and there's two sides of you. You have a spiritual side and you have a bestial side. And then you have that thing built into you called flight or fight mechanism. So you really can't determine beforehand till you get in that situation that's going to determine whether you're going to fight or flight. Mm. And for me, for me, because I have literally been on my deathbed, in fact, I have died and been brought back to life and spent a number of days in a coma. I, because I've experienced death, and I'm no longer afraid of anything, nothing, mm. and nobody. I think that for me, I'm going to try to talk you out of damaging me in hopes that I don't damage you. And if we can come to an amicable conclusion, well, that's all fine. But if you put me in a situation where my fight or flight mechanism comes on, I'm going to fight, period. Mm. There's no, wow. There's no second. There's no second thought about that. You put me in that kind of situation, I am going to fight. I'm not mm-hmm. going to run. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what running is, you know, because I've been in combat. I've been on my deathbed. I don't know what running is. I don't. I, I can't relate to that. That's not me, you know. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of people say, well, you know, that's not good, but the fact of the matter is it is good because if I run – I'm gonna feel when I run. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna feel? Am I gonna feel like a man when I run? No. And if I and, and if I run this time, well, then what if my children are in this situation? Am I gonna run? I can't afford to do that. That's not me. Mm. So you guys are what inspires me to write, and I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm loving a lot of you guys. Inspiration. I'm loving a lot of you guys' work. You guys are some outstanding people. And for me, I like to hear the real feedback. I like to hear the free, real feedback. That's what inspires me, the real feedback. You know, um, I'm one of them type of people that can take the criticism, whether it's negative or positive. You know, the thing that I don't like is I don't like haters who continue to to stunt my growth, you know, and trying to stunt everybody else's growth by reporting my pages and 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 they put my pages on seven day suspension, fifteen day mm. suspension, thirty day suspension. Right now I have two pages I have two pages that's sitting on thirty day suspension and Wow. I go over and check my inbox, and everybody's crying and saying, hey, man, what's going on? Why you ain't here? And I have to tell them that, you know, I have to come from my one page and go to another page in order to respond because they got me blocked out. Mm. You know, they, they simply closed one of my pages, and I had to start another one up under the same name, you know, but I added a little something else to it, you know, because people – don't like what Jeffrey is saying. They don't like what he's uh. saying. And I, I do a lot of things because I do not bite my tongue. I don't care who you are and what you're made of. I don't bite my tongue. I'm just straight laced. I'm a straight shooter. And mm-hmm. 
you know, and they don't like that. You know. Yeah, a lot of people do not. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't like that. They can't you know, when you've been living a lie all your life and somebody comes in and infuse something in you that that touches you in some way and makes them recognize that they've been living a lie and they wanna continue to can live that lie, they don't want to hear the truth because they simply mm-hmm. made that lie their truth, you know. And when you come in and step in, in it and show them that you're walking this left-hand path that's going to keep on leading you into the bushes when you need to be walking down the sidewalk, you know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. walk down the sidewalk, you might get your ride, and they don't want to They don't want to hear that truth. And that's just me. I, I, I'm going to give it to you like I've lived it, and if you can't understand it, you need to ask questions. Because as long as you're not asking questions, you're going to be that dummy. You're going to still keep on walking in that dark path, and you're going to keep on bumping mm-hmm. your head, asking yourself, what's wrong? Because I keep bumping my head. What's wrong? Just because you ain't mm. you are spiritually and vestually, because you can't, neither one of them can exist without the other because it creates balance. You have to mm. learn how to navigate. Learn to know how to navigate your best yourself and your spiritual self, and that's the only way that you can survive and live. Learning how to navigate both of them. Mm. Wow. And I had no idea, baby daddy, that you was in a coma before. Yes. Yes, I mm. was. Yes, I was. I had a I, I had a myocardial thrombosis. <clears throat> And uh, I arrived at the hospital, DOA. Wow. And uh, the thing of it is, is, is that I had an out-of-body experience. I actually, my spirit actually left my body. Uh. And, uh, I saw all the nurses. I saw all the doctors. I even saw when the doctor actually was going to pronounce me dead. And for some reason, God moved my hand. I saw all of it, plain as men you looking, talking right now. God moved my hand, and the doctor started working on me again and got my heart beating again. But I was out of my body. I was simply out of my body. And it was was an amazing thing to see because all I've ever been told is when you die, you're going to go in this tunnel of light. And I didn't see none of that. But what I did see and what I can tell you was factual is that when my spirit was leaving my body, everything that I did good and everything that I did bad went across my eyes. Wow. I saw everything. Everything I ever did bad and good went right across my eyes. And, oh. um, and for Spending the amount of days in the coma, I could hear all the nurses talking. I could tell you, I when I came out of the coma, I called the nurses by name, and the doctor came in, and he said, it's impossible for you to be able to know which nurses worked on you because you were dead. Oh. And uh, they tried to send me to a psychiatrist. And I went to the psychiatrist, and the psychiatrist told me, he says, you know, nothing's wrong with you. You're not crazy. Mm-hmm. And he says, just that the doctors don't. Mm-hmm. He says, 
I'm not going to waste your time having you come in here twice a week and stuff. I'm actually going to sign the release order um, um, for them to release you from the hospital. And the thing of it is, is God wouldn't allow them to cut me open. Mm. You hear me? God didn't allow them to cut me open. So whatever God was doing inside there, he didn't want them to see it, but I have today a walking person who can tell you that out-of-body experiences are real. Mm. All that all that other stuff about going through tunnels and stuff like that and seeing all the lights and stuff like that, I didn't see none of that. I know that the transition from this world to the other world it's very smooth, non-painful, and a beautiful experience. That's what I can tell you. At least it was for me. Yeah. You know. Wow. Mm. How long ago did that happen? Oh, that happened. That happened in 1993. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still here. I'm still here, still pushing. Hit that yep. 57, getting ready to hit that 58 soon. You know it's not mm-hmm. far away. You know, um, I think that um, God placed me here for some real long longevity because my family has my family tree is, has a long longevity in it. My father passed two years ago at 98. Wow, that's a blessing. Yeah, still driving, still paying his own bills and everything else. My my father's father lived to be a hundred and three. Mm. My my mother's mother lived to be a hundred and eight. My mother mm. is still alive. She just cracked ninety. So mm. it's a lot of longevity in our family. Uh, all my brothers and sisters, there's 20 of us, there's 10 boys and 10 girls. We're all still alive except for my my sister that's behind me who drinks herself to death. Or she's still with mm. me here. So yeah. all my brothers and sisters are still here. So that's the beautiful thing about it. God has God has worked wonders in my in my family tree. So Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. do you have a piece that you want to spit? Yes, I do, and thank you so much for sharing that about yourself. Um, I really do appreciate that. You're definitely a testimony, Mr. Boston. I, you know, somebody was trying to get <laughs> Somebody was trying to tell me to record that, but you know you're going to have to read the book on the book next year of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, that book will come out next year, as a matter of fact. The story of okay. my life, um, it's coming. It's definitely coming. This year, I have a book coming. Uh, I have a book coming uh, called Poetic Husbandry. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have another book, um, a collaborative book with Laura Shaw that I haven't decided on what I'm going to do with. And then mm-hmm. I have I have two erotic books that's coming. One erotic book is a collaboration with Laura Shaw, and the other one is a collaborative uh, uh, book by myself. 
and then I have a book on the shelf right now with um, uh, Don Blanchard um, mm-hmm. that's poetry about uh, homelessness and and the rejected people and stuff like that, you know. So got a lot of projects going on right now. Wonderful. So, yeah, just a lot of stuff that I think that would be pertinent to the general public and let mm-hmm. them see the, those who don't know, those who've been shielded from what is really going on out in the world. And I think that all of those people need to know. The world needs to be made aware of a lot of things that this country hides from the mm. rest of the world and what other countries do to hide what they have hidden from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, we're we're living behind the veil of secrecy and deceit. Yes. You know, I don't no longer, I mean, even if I went to war for this country, Mm -hmm. I do not believe, I do not believe in this government anymore. Because everything they've said that they can do, I find that it's all sham. It's all about the rich getting richer and making the poor poor. So I don't have no confidence in the government at all. Even though we do have a black president, I still don't have no confidence in the country. Period. Wow. And I would tell them that. I would go to Congress and tell them that in their face. I mean, no matter what they do. What can they do? <laughs> I know you would. I, wow. I stand on my, that's why you always hear me say I stand on my square. I stand on my square because I'm a man. And mm-hmm. I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to voice my opinion, and I think I have a right to do that since I went and fought for this red, white, and blue and put my life on the line for this red, white, and blue. And all my forefathers and foremothers who have come before me who fought for this right to have to speak at at their own leisure. And so here I am. I stood on the front lines with a rifle in my hand, didn't know whether I was coming home or not, you know. So I think I Mm -hmm. have a right to speak and speak when I want to speak. So and I do. I am a very big component of free speech, and I speak. Period. Mm-hmm. They want to come and get me and throw me in a hole. Well, come and get me and throw me in a hole, but you might have to kill me before you take me, because I'm mm. going to fight. I don't know nothing about running. I'm going to fight. Period. Wow. So the mic is yours. The Thank you, Mr. Boston. You're so welcome, sweetie. Thank you. Well, um, this piece is my second time sharing this, and I am dedicating this piece to anyone that you may know, whether it's family or friends, um, to anyone that may have or is going through, like, depression or anxiety. And um, there's a lot of that that goes on in people's lives nowadays that's dealing with that. And it's it's real. Um, so I want to share this piece. Mm-hmm. And it's called Reflection of You. I reflect on... Oops, I hear a little static in the back. Hold on. That might be okay. me. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, this titled Reflection on You, of You, I'm sorry. Okay, 
I reflect on life a little differently now. Sometimes it could be a good thing and then uncomfortable, too. My bubble of life has been popped, topped with the many cherries of life. Spice of my being diminished for a few moments. My world was shaken and torn apart between the doctor and ER revisits. I had to take control of my life and myself. Take care of my being. More than anything, take care of my mind. It is expressed ever so frequently by your doctor, family, friends, and society to exercise, to exercise and get healthy physically and not as much as mentally. Release the finest quality within your head. Exercise those thoughts. Find a balance. Pick up that book that may help to deal with trauma, bottled things up, masked emotions, and that balance of power. <sighs> Breathe a little more. Just let it go. Release the bad and move forward towards the top of mental health. It is not taboo. It is someone's reality. Don't be embarrassed. Ask for help. Seek for help. Face it, grasp it, and refine it. This, too, can be your reality. Don't live in the darkest seconds, minutes, hours, days, or even years. And that's the end of my piece. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's all I can say to that. That is a very pertinent piece for today's world, actually, you know, especially when, especially in our black neighborhoods, and especially that, because I'm finding, too, that we, a lot of black folks are depressed, and they don't realize that they're depressed, and I Mm -hmm. think that's something that needs to be talked about and talked about, and I think that now that you you sparked me because probably by tomorrow I've been done posting one on depression. Believe it or not, I don't worry about by tomorrow I'm going to be one posted about depression. Believe it or not, see that's what I think. Mm. This this is the things that y'all do that inspire me because you inspire some of the things that I have on my mind and in my heart, you know. But sometimes it takes other people to inspire you to write that piece. Mm-hmm. And you spark that. And I, I can feel that thump, thump, son of it, I'm thump, 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 son of it. So when I get that beat, <laughs> well, it's just it's, it's, it's to let it come down, something sort of similar. It might not come out like yours, but doggone it, it's going to make its presence. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna set you back. I'm gonna set you back on the couch. And the kid, next time you have a show, you better make sure you hit me in my inbox. Cause what I'm writing, that's the only thing that I pay attention to, is my okay. inbox. And okay. nothing else matters. All right. So then I'm gonna All come right. over there. I'm gonna come over there and grace your mic in in oh. my militant way. Okay. You, I'm coming militant when I come over there. So okay. you're, going to, you're going to hear about militant me, and a lot of people can't stand that. So, but you, I know that you can handle that. So I'm going to yes. come over there, 
Clinton voice. You said, and it's going to be mainly messages to the young black men. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So Can't wait. <laughs> baby, we're going to set you back over there, baby. Mama, you make sure you take care of my kids. I'll be the <laughs> in the <your> future. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to come home and my kids are watching, watching the Flintstones. I would rather them be watching Lost in Space. <laughs> All right. Well, not no baby mama. I will have to be your wife. <laughs> I'll be well. That's fine. That's fine too. As long as you have push buttons and I can push you when I want you out the closet. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, better <laughs> yet, better yet, I'm ordering a remote next week. So you know what I'm saying? When I want you to sit down, I'm gonna push number twenty-seven. Sit down. <laughs> wow! As long as I can have a remote for you too. <laughs> oh well, I'm an automatic, so <laughs> I can't be I can't be sat down unless unless you have access to the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> All right, All right we will talk to you. We're going to sit you back on the couch, and we're going to be poetic night in the building. Okay, thank you. Uh-huh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, Mr. Boston, poetic night, say you just a listener tonight. All right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, check this out. We let everybody have an opportunity to get on the mic or ask a question. You know, um, and that's a beautiful thing. And I really, I just say, I can't say this enough. I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart and with all the love that I have to give, I really, really appreciate everybody that came through tonight and supported and had a question for Mr. Foster. And you got it the way you know I said I was going to give it to you. Now I'm just some of y'all had a taste of me, you know, um, that I'm just I'm just a man, you know, on a journey through life, trying to find my way like all of us do. And what I find on my journey through life I put on paper and I share it with you. So, you know, sometimes we do things in a different way to find ourselves. And I found myself but one thing that I have not done and I will not do is I will not make myself bigger than you. I will not make myself smaller than you. But I will walk beside you every step of the way. And if I can help you do anything, reach out to me. That's all you have to do. Reach out. And if I can do it, I'm going to tell you I can do it. If I can, I can tell you that I can't. You know, that's just me because, you know, some of my readers want to make me bigger than I am, and, that's, and a lot of times I go right behind them and I tell you I'm just a man, and I'm just a man. I'm no different than anybody else. It's just that my walk through life has been different from yours. And I've been places that maybe you haven't been, and I've walked in shoes and books that maybe you haven't walked in yet, but for surety that you will walk in some of the shoes that I've walked in, and that's why I give back so fearlessly because I don't want no man to walk on this earth and fear anything 
Because once you fear anything, then you have already lost your battle in life because fear is a wall. It's a wall that stops you from going forward. And if you don't go forward, then you're stuck and you're stultified and you're stagnant. No life can live in stagnation because the inherent pull that's inside of you pulls you to go forward. And with all of that being said, I bid one love to each one of you, and good night. See you next week. Thank you. One love.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.